0: hello there welcome to the beloved son ministry show where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the father this father who has loved us with an everlasting love so now let us come together yes in all of our brokenness and all of our woundedness but also in all of our belovedness to share with one another impact God has had on our lives, and the impact that he continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses, and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome to day three. I think yes day three of our holy week retreat i pray you are well and um here in philadelphia it, it turned out to be a very nice sunny day and it's quite warm so that's a little gift that our god has given to us as we journey through holy week as we approach the the, the passion death and resurrection of our Lord. so let's just begin with the prayer in the name of the father and in the son and the holy spirit amen Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of our faith. We thank you for for the gift of, of most importantly, the gift of your your son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the sacrifices that he has made for us and and continues to. We ask you to bless our time together and give us the grace and courage to follow our Lord, to, to follow your son, even to the cross. Who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit god forever and ever amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen well good evening again happy tuesday of holy week today we are presented with um quite a striking gospel passage and if you read my daily reflection you would know what i mean but we'll get to that in just a few minutes so first let's just Go do the readings. We again read from the prophet. We again read from the prophet Isaiah, who, um, I'm sorry, I'm just a little distracted. <laughs> sorry, um, from the prophet Isaiah, and again he speaks of the of the suffering servant, and. It says the Lord called me from birth, from my mother's womb. He gave me my name, and of course this brings back to mind the the annunciation, right? That that um, when the angel went to Mary, um, he told her that you will have a child called the Son of God, and what the name would be, and and also to Joseph, but also also to um, if we look back, um, in, in the time of King Ahaz, when, when, um, the prophet asked the king to ask God for a sign and he says, I would not, I would not trouble my God. And, and then he says, well, I'll give you this sign. A virgin will conceive and bear a son and he'll name him Emmanuel. So just, just a little bit more context of who the suffering servant is. Um the reading also says that he made of him a sharp edged sword. And oftentimes we see this as um, in relation to what our Lord, what our Lord has said um, previously in the Gospels, where he says he has because of him, there will be division because of him. People will be at odds, you know, mother and um, daughter and father and son. There will be discord, not because our Lord sows seeds of hate, but because of the truth. And the truth sometimes isn't widely accepted by all people. The truth sometimes is not welcomed, as we know in our world today, how how we have seemingly replaced truth with feelings, you know. Do do whatever makes you feel good. Or Whatever is true for you, that's a truth. But we know that can't be the truth. The truth is objective. Something is, is either true, either for one person and another, or it's not. Truth is universal and it's objective. And so because of objective truth, um, our Lord is seemingly a two-edged sword, a sharp-edged sword, where there will be division, but not because... He is the Prince of Division, but because he is the Prince of Peace, that he wants all people to embrace a peace, but sometimes we don't. And then just another theme that we have we have um, repeated in days past, that, he, that this suffering, suffering will be made a light to the nations, and how our Lord again is a light of the world, uh, reaching to the ends of the earth, not just in... Jerusalem, not just for the Jews, but also to to um, the entire world. As we will see um, in, the, in, in the in the in the Acts of the Apostles, says, you know, there's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And we we also see this in the the very last verses of Matthew's Gospel, uh, where our Lord says, "Go and make the go and make disciples of all nations." Right, all nations. So just a little bit more of a foreshadowing of of who the servant is and coming to fulfillment in Jesus Christ. The psalm we have is, I will sing of your salvation. And I picked out two verses or two lines that I think is, um, that I would like to meditate upon this evening. And that is, in you, O Lord, I take refuge. This is Psalm 71. The psalmist is saying, that it is in the Lord that he takes refuge and that the Lord is his hope and that he trusts in him from his youth. And it is on God that he, that depends. And so I had this picture here of, of Peter, of Peter, um, falling and drowning in a water because Remember this 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 scene was very early on when when they saw Jesus walking on water, and Peter said, "Well, you know, Lord, you know, command that I go to you," and the Lord says, "Okay, come," and Peter begins to walk on the water, and and then he 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 does well for a little bit, but once he took his eyes off of Jesus, what happens? He began to fear, he began to panic, and so he began to drown. But our Lord was there to catch him. The Lord, um, even though Peter took his eyes off of him, and we will see during Holy Week, he took his eyes. Not only only did Peter take his eyes off of Jesus, he denied him. He denied him. But yet our Lord remains present to him. Our Lord never um, rejects him. Our Lord never ceases to love him. But our Lord is always there because he is our refuge and he is our hope and he's our trust. And Peter came to know this and Peter came to realize this and come to believe this when after the resurrection, when they had that beautiful encounter between him and Jesus and you know, and we'll you know, I, I don't get too much into the into the resurrection because I'm sure we'll have a we'll have more um, discussion and, and reflection on on that later. But but you know, Peter denies our Lord three times, right? And in, in in these next couple of days, and Jesus asks him three times, "Do you love me?" Sort of like an undoing, an undoing of of that um, of that denial. And, and and St. Augustine talks about this how, how it's sort of like um it's it's like it's it's it's, it's this threefold um, undoing of 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 the rejection and the and the denial and 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 he goes back he 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 goes back to our Lord and and he never denies him ever again even to the end of his life when he willingly laid down his life in martyrdom. So, brothers and sisters, do we take refuge in the Lord? Is the Lord our hope and our trust? Do we depend on him? You know, part of being, you know, there's a reason why we are called the children of, of God, right? We are called children of God because what do children do? Children trust completely their parents and they depend on their parents for everything they know that they will have a place to stay they know they will have food they know they will have shelter and clothing and and everything that they need because they trust in their parents and they have full faith and hope in them that's all they know all they ever know is their parents these little children And that's why we're called children of God. Yes, we're all grown adults, but we're called children because we are reminded that we need to completely surrender and be dependent on God. That's why we're called children. Because, yes, God's our father, but more than that, we must have the disposition of children. We must run to him. Whenever we are having a tough time, we must run to our Father. Whenever we're going through um, times where we're not sure what to do, we should run to our Father for advice. Because we know that our Father will never reject us. He will never deny us. He will never turn us away. And so as children of God, do we? Do we run to Him? Do we go to Him? Are we dependent upon Him? Just something for for some reflection and and food for thought. Moving on now to the gospel, you know, um, striking gospel. And there are just two things that I want to um, highlight this evening, maybe three. But I'm going to read the gospel just so we have context. So if you would like, you could just close your eyes and and just listen to the word of God. And maybe you can hold on to certain parts or words or phrases that, that may have that, that may have stuck with you. Okay. Reclining at table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and testified Amen, amen. I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, what you are going to do, do quickly. Now, none of those reclining at table realized why he had said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, by what we need for the feast or to give something to the poor. So Judas took the morsel and left at once and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me. And as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, though you will follow later. Peter said to him, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen. I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. The gospel of the Lord. You know, it should be striking that we hear Jesus was deeply troubled he was deeply troubled, perhaps not because of 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 what will unfold, but be, but maybe deeply troubled for the apostles and for the church and for what will happen to the the disciples there and 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 to the early church later. Deeply troubled of perhaps the the evil. That humans can do. I mean, here we see Judas, you know, and a very striking line is that we're told Satan entered him. Right. And I speak about this at length in my reflection for today, but I'll go into it a little bit here How. how we can see here that. So this is Judas right here. Everyone. Is with the Lord, but here's Judas. Looking back once, and then we told, we're told this. So Judas took the morsel and left at once, and he never turned back. And that after Ju- and after Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So what 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 is this referring to? It could refer to, of course, Judas um, definitively and purposefully and intentionally taking the morsel, so affirming that, yes, I am the one who will betray Jesus and I do it of my own accord. And that is why Satan entered him. That's quite scary, isn't it? When If Satan can enter someone, we think about the Hollywood, you know, exorcism movies where Satan, you know, where, 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 a, where the uh, enemy or his angels possess someone. And we see how scary and gruesome and how frightening it can be. But this is Satan himself. Satan entered Judas. And I think for us, each time, we choose to take the morsel and leave the Lord. We fall into sin. That's when evil or evil influences enters into us. Infiltrating our thoughts, our speech, and our actions. But we can always go back. We can always turn around and go back to Jesus. But Judas didn't. Judas didn't. Because Judas, as we will um, read in tomorrow's gospel, I I believe, because he made a pact, he took money from the chief priests and he was, he took the morsel and he left and he waited for an opportune time to betray him. And now the next phrase that I thought was quite interesting is is that once Judas left, it was night. We're told again. So Judas took the morsel and left at once. And it was night. Darkness. Settled in. This is a turning point. In our Lord's life. In the life of the church. It was at this moment. When everything began. To. um, Fall down. To go downhill. Because from here on. Our Lord's mission, his public ministry will now not be about um, miracles, healing people, but rather it is what will be done to him. It was night and Satan entered Judas and darkness settled. Judas chose darkness. Brothers and sisters, how often do we choose darkness in our own lives? How often do we prefer to be in the darkness and not to be in the light? And this doesn't mean that we need to do any um, heinous crimes or, or or mortal sin, but but just sometimes the darkening of the mind, having a bad thought, having gossip about other people, or maybe um, even doing some things that are unkind. These little things can. Is really a clouding of 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 our souls. It's a darkening of 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 the light that we bear, right? I, I we can almost imagine that that each time we choose to take the morsel and go, it's like we're trying to extinguish the light of Christ within us, and yet the light is still sh- trying to shine and stay lit. And And when we go to confession, when we finally realize that, you know, this darkness isn't good for us, and we turn back, that cloud again lifts, and darkness is no more. Day comes. Because then we would have experienced the resurrection in a very, um, very real way that the weight of our sins has been lifted from us. So night is gone and day comes. And finally, when he had left J- Judas, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. Although what Judas did was, was evil. But yet our Lord says something very interesting. He said, Now is the son of man glorified. It was precisely because he had been betrayed. Right, that the Son of Man is glorified. That's what our Lord is saying here. Why? Because it was to fulfill the prophecy. It was to fulfill the will of God. Even, be, even though it's betrayal, even though it's such a, a sad and painful experience for our Lord, it is at this moment he says that the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in Him because the will. Of the Father, the will of the Father, which is the salvation of souls by the shedding of the blood of the Lamb of God, will take place, and this marked the beginning of that, the Paschal Mystery. That is why our Lord said that now is the Son of Man glorified, and we're told that our Lord is glorified on the cross. People thought that He will be, you know, the Jews. We're waiting for the Messiah. Thought <coughs> Jesus was the anointed one who would come to restore the, the kingdom here on earth and will be enthroned. But our Lord's enthronement, well, he's nailed to the cross. That's his throne here. But then we know when he goes back to the Father on, on the ascension, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. Then that is his throne. So my brothers and sisters, sometimes the will of the Father for us in our lives, it will include pain. And it might include suffering, sometimes deep suffering and deep pain. Just like our Lord who, who never would have imagined and wanted his friends to betray him. But yet, Judas betrays him. Peter denies him. The apostles scatter. Yet, our Lord presses on. Because he knows what's at the end. At the end isn't death, isn't a cross, but the resurrection. So for us, brothers and sisters, the will of God for us in our lives, whatever it may be, it will lead. It will lead to him. It will lead to salvation. It will lead to life with him. But along the way, there might be times when it see that like we are in the darkness, when we are in the night. But how do we choose to respond to that night and that darkness it will make all the difference. Judas chose to end his life. Peter denied the Lord, but he went back to him. And our Lord pressed on. Here we see three different responses to being in the night, in the darkness. One, turning inward and ending one's own life, meaning ending one's connection with God. Two, Denying our Lord, denying God, but yet feeling remorse and running back to him. And three, the perfect response of our Lord, persevering, pressing on in the midst of suffering. We might go through all three phases in our own lives, brothers and sisters. But let us strive to make the most perfect act of faith that our Lord did by pressing on, even in the midst of suffering. And now just a time of reflection. But before that, I want to share with you um, something from the Office of Readings from today. But first, thing is, there, there are two things. The first is the reading we read, we, we prayed during evening prayer. And this says, God singled out the weak of this world to shame the strong. He chose the world's lowborn and despised those who count for nothing to reduce to nothing those who are something so that mankind can do no boasting before God. God it is who has given you life in Christ Jesus. He has made him our wisdom And also our justice, our sanctification, and our redemption. God chooses the poor and the weak. Those who the world rejects. To shame the strong. To show them what God is all about. Brothers and sisters, let us be strong in our weakness. To continue to bear that light of Christ. And one final reflection from St. Basil. Just this is more of a um, how do we die with Christ and so rise with him. We imitate Christ's death by being buried with him in baptism. If we ask what this kind of burial means and what benefit we may hope to derive from it, it means that, first of all, making a complete break with, with our former way of life in our Lord himself said that this cannot be done unless a man is born again. In other words, we have to begin a new life and we cannot do so until our previous life has been brought to an end. When runners reach the turning point on the race course, they have to pause briefly before they can go back in the opposite direction. So also when we wish to reverse reverse the direction of our lives, there must be a pause or a death to mark the end of one life in the beginning of another. Brothers and sisters. Are there any things. Any habits. Any ways of thinking in our lives. That needs to be put to death. So that we might live. A new life in Christ. What are those things? Bring them to the Lord. And bring them to confession. During this most privileged season. Start new start afresh every day every moment can be that pause that death to begin anew so just a a few points of reflection what are the areas of darkness in my life have i asked the lord to shed his light on them how do i respond or react when i have entered into the nights of life and finally can i find christ there is he My refuge will take two minutes in quiet prayer and meditation. and sisters that brings us to the end of day three of our holy week retreat so let us close in prayer and then i'll stop the recording and then i'll see if anyone if, if anyone is still on um if you have any questions or comments so let us pray father may we may we receive your forgiveness and mercy as we celebrate the passion and death of the lord give us a strength to allow your light to shine on those parts of our lives that need healing and purifying so that we might be worthy instruments of Christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit God forever and ever amen thank you for joining me for day three of our holy week retreat and be assured of my prayers as we walk through Jerusalem to Golgotha and hope to see you tomorrow for day four And to then God bless you and Mary keep you For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.